Today's episode is brought to you by the Be Real Podcasting Network. For more episodes like this, check out BREELnetwork.com. Jake, I'm a big fan of video games too. You know what game I really like? I'm not sure what game are you talking about. Uh, FTL, F- Faster Than Light. I played that game recently. Did you? I, I did for the first uh, time. What a coincidence! It's just crazy. So <laughs> it's almost like that's the concept for this show. We oh, it's like almost like we planned it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So on this episode of Hey Like This Game, we're talking that uh, I'm talking about FTL, Faster Than Light. Mm-hmm. A little synopsis about the game. It is a uh, roguelike space adventure. Roguelike in that it's procedurally generated. Each uh, each playthrough is going to be different. It's going to be very short. Mm-hmm. Uh, playthrough of the game will last, I guess, anywhere between like one to two hours. Oh, about less than that. Less than, I, I, well, I maybe mean, if you lose as fast I mean, as you do. It, it, <laughs> that is true. It varies. But like this, that's like the nature of a roguelike, right? For for people don't, that don't know what roguelikes are, it's basically a run-based game, like Jake was saying. Uh, random elements, usually the map's totally different. The characters you play are totally different. Your power-ups are, are different. Um, different in the sense that it's a grab bag of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, like it does. you never know what you're going to get from encounter to encounter, um, but it's always kind of playing within the same rules. So once you understand the rules of the game, you can kind of figure out how to to play within this, these random elements. Right. Um, the roguelikes got, have gotten really big over the past couple of years. Binding um, of Isaacs, another, I, I guess, probably the most famous one. I would say, like, one of them up there. I mean, like, roguelikes have been around for, around for a very oh, long yeah, time, yeah. Um, but they've, with the with the indie game scene getting so much bigger, uh, right. people have been getting into that. Like, Enter, Enter the Gungeons, one that came out recently, Nuclear Thrones, another one, um, what's another roguelike? Uh, Rogue Legacy, which I've played a ton of. Like, that was my first foray into roguelikes. Yeah. Um, it was interesting to dive into something that's, like, uh, way more roguelike. Or, I guess, just a different type of roguelike than I'm used to. Because Rogue Legacy, the one game I put a lot of hours into before this, was roguelike in the sense that, like, the dungeon changes and there's different power-ups and stuff depending on, like, the, the dungeon layout you get. But there's a lot of customization right from the get-go, like armor pieces and weapons and different stuff like that. And it's like an action-oriented game. Mm-hmm. But this one's a little bit more methodical. Would, more, would you it's agree? A strat- it's a strategy game. Yes. 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 Yeah. So the basic premise is you are uh, a ship for the, I guess, Federation mm-hmm. uh, that you have to get to the end of the 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 stage which is like i think eight different yeah it's like eight eight like eight different worlds like eight different like slices of space like eight galaxies right travel across so you have to get to you have to like travel at the end and i don't even i don't even know exactly what you're doing you're like trying to like carry like a message message. yeah you're trying to get a message to to like your federation right like leaders or something and along the way you know you're running into rebels pirates like slave traders whatnot so um you can start with how many different ships are there? I think in the advanced saying, edition, there's, there's like, like about 30 ships yeah, that can be unlocked. There's like probably, let's say, 
just throwing a number out there, we should have this stuff. But we like, should. Have. <laughs> but like, I want to say thirty. Yeah, it's. I don't know if there's like thirty base ships. Like, let's like. I'm. I was thinking more like sixteen. But within each of those sixteen base ships, they have between three to four different layouts that kind of change a little right. bit of what that right. ship can well, do. Well, you were playing vanilla, or were you playing? No, I did advance. advance. I did okay. advance. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but so so basically, the 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 way the game works is. You pick your ship out, which has different crew members, which are made up of various aliens. Mm-hmm. Um, different weapon systems are are uh, better or worse depending on the ship you play. So, like one ship might be really good at weapons, another one might be really good at invading other ships. Right. Another one might have droids that attack for you, so you don't have to really worry about that. So you pick your ship, you enter the first galaxy. There, when you look at the the world map, there's multiple nodes on there. Um, you can tr- only travel to the ones that are connected by a dotted line, but you're mm-hmm. trying to get to the exit. Once you get to that exit, you warp to the next uh, galaxy, and then it starts kind of all over again. Yeah. Um, going from node to node, making your way towards the exit, there's a bunch of different types of encounters. Like there's, uh, like Jake was saying, you could run into a slavers or into other like hostile alien ships, or you might run into something that's like... Um, you found the wreckage of a ship. What do you do? Do you go try to salvage it? Do you blow it up with missiles? Or do you move past it? Yeah. Depending on your choice from that like text breakdown, because that's how the story, the story and your yep. choices it's are. All text-based. It's all text-based. Um, depending on your choice, different scenarios will play out. So if you, in this scenario, if you decide to blow up the ship, maybe that alerts pirates and then you have an uh, an, enga- an encounter right. or if you go to salvage a ship maybe you'll just get you know the salvage points or money or the scrap yeah scrap yeah um or you'll get fuel for your ship you know all these things that kind of play into your run and like building your ship mm-hmm. um so like the whole point of the game is get to the end of the like universe by these different galaxy points mm-hmm. and build up a ship that is sturdy enough to make it through this final yeah. boss, which is very Hopefully difficult. strong enough to beat the final boss. Because that's really tough. And we will talk about the final boss, I'm sure, at <laughs> length. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's it's all about kind of the journey. And since it's random, and since mm-hmm. um, there's a lot of interesting little wrinkles that can happen from, right. from not even galaxy to galaxy, but jump to jump on within that galaxy, between node to node... There's so many different things that can happen, and I think that getting in my favorite part of this game, I'm just going to jump right into that, is it. the emergent storytelling that, that happens between those, b- between your jumps and like making your way to the end of the galaxy. Like, really? Yeah. It's my favorite okay. part. It's my favorite part of this game <laughs> because like, so I got really into, um... Like renaming characters, renaming my ship, and right. like playing out different scenarios um, that I thought were cool. This is like very much a space game. It it, it harkens to me something like a Star Trek, you know, like mm-hmm. very very much. You need to man your posts within your ship because between in engagements, uh, the way things work is you see your ship, you see the enemy ship. When you're looking at your ship, you see the inside of it from a top down perspective. So you can see your crew members within the ship 
manning their different stations. You got a guy who's a pilot. There's a gunner. There's a guy in the engine room. There's somebody right. manning shields. the shields or the med bay or like various different doors. Yeah, various uh, different systems. Surveillance with, system. Yeah, yeah, there's a ton of different systems and like each ship has its own starting systems and you can like along the way by coming across stores also purchase different systems but right yeah basically onto your point right right so like you you see your crew members in there and there's um it's just an interesting thing of seeing those characters within your ship and as you play through the game they get better at stuff. So if you mm-hmm. designate a guy as a pilot, they're only going to get better as a pilot, which increases your invasion or your evasion. But I think it's cool how things progress through these random elements. So like here's a here's a really good um, run that I vividly remember that really kind of um, got me into the game. So started off with three human people base you know base stats base everything um he like it's three different people your pilot a gunner and a guy working in the engine room very first jump to a node we got invaded every everybody died except for my pilot like barely <laughs> made it out like it was like a terrible scrap but i was like i'm not restarting this run when i first started playing the game i was like i refuse to to, to restart this run uh-huh um because it's tempting. Because it is, yeah. Because you can just quickly restart and say, you know, website clean, let's do it all again. It's always random, so like, fuck it. Right. Um, but I was like, I'm gonna keep going with this. Through you know the random events of the game, I was able to make it through every encounter because I found a really good weapon on like my second jump. So I had like really good weapon systems, and since I had a guy only being the pilot all the time, yeah my evasion went up super duper high. So I was able to dodge and maneuver out of the way of enemy ships. Right. So right. like, and I had good weapons too that would fire automatically. So I was like taking down guys. Like it was no one's business. Mm-hmm. Um, I made it through, I think four galaxies, maybe five galaxies, um, with that. And, um, through a certain course of events, the very first, node that I could travel to in this like fourth or fifth galaxy was a shop and in that shop you can purchase you know weapons or different um different systems or upgrades to your ship you know all additional this crew member yeah what's what's available at a shop is entirely random random as too well. right right so I bought a new crew member so I bought a new guy I was like I I'm at the point now where like it's getting a little bit harder I need somebody else <laughs> right to man those systems very next jump I get invaded again <laughs> and got wiped out, wiped clean. So, like, as I'm playing it, I'm making up the story as I go along. Like, I'm following this lone pilot trying to get the message to the Federation, <laughs> you know? Like, he's, he's a one-man army, but he, he has such an important message to get to the Federation leaders or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, that it was, like, really fun to, like, play that in my head and then when I got this other crew member on and we instantly failed, I was like, so the story of this run is this solo guy trying to be the hero. Don't trust Don't anyone. trust anybody. Like, as soon as he bought somebody you else. He probably got a spy. That's how exa- they knew to, how to invade your ship. Exactly. And I was like, this is a, that's fun, you know? And, like, when I'm playing the game, I try to build story like that. Like, something mm-hmm. to keep me engaged in this outside of the, the fun actual gaming systems. So I did a ton of that. Like, I... I renamed my ship for a while. 
um, the Bebop from Cowboy Bebop, and I had Spike and Jet as like two of my guys, mm-hmm. and then I made up this weird scenario where somehow Nathan, <laughs> Nathan Drake became a space person. Ooh, like he got yeah. he got jumped into the future into space, and now Nate Drake is hanging out with. The original crew of the Bebop. You should write fan fictions. It was great. It, like, <laughs> it was actually like a really fun way to do it because it's like okay, so clearly like uh, Jet is like our pilot or Spike, depending on the situation. Like they're they're manning uh, that or the engines, and then Nate's like, well, the only thing I really know how to do is kill people. So obviously he's the gunner, which he does very well. Exactly, <laughs> and like he's the gunner. And then whenever we got invaded, I had Spike be the first one to attack people because mm-hmm. he knows Jeet Kune Do. He has the best fighting skills out of anybody. So like I made them, assigned them these roles, and yeah. like played them out the way that I thought they way the way I thought those characters would. Yeah. Um. So I had a a really good time doing that part of it. Um. And it works. Like, it, like, I had a great time doing that. Like, a really good time doing that. I think it's really funny that one of your favorite parts was, like, the narrative that you can make out of it. Because mm-hmm. until I had started playing this game again for the fifth sake of the podcast, I hadn't heard the music at all. Yeah. Because the way I started playing the game, I would basically just, like, just mute it, like, listen to, like, music or, like, a podcast or even, like, throw on a YouTube video or something. Like, I'd... And I would, I'd never rename my, my crew members. Did you read the text? Ship. I didn't re- I didn't at first read the text, but then I would start to because like the same instant, like the same like sort of um scenarios will come up mm-hmm. and then like something like, oh, there's a like invasion, like, uh, uh and like a ship hails you and says, we're being attacked by spider aliens. It's like, mm-hmm. what do you want to do here? And then from there, you kind of like realize like if you try to help them, there's a good chance that one of your crew members is going to die. So it's not worth the risk. Right. So like I started reading it just for the sake of being better at being able to play the game. Yeah, but familiarizing yourself with the the rant, like the scenarios that will come up often just because it is a video game. Like there's right. not endless possibilities. Yeah. And pretty much like everything I like about this game is almost entirely gameplay based. I like the story does nothing for me. I had to like, read the opening text to, like, realize what I was actually doing, again, for the first time yeah. ever, like, recently, because I started playing this game, and I have, I, I mean, I played this game a lot, I think, like, three or so years ago, like, yeah. when the Advanced Edition came out, I played, I think I had, like, 60 hours or so on it on Shit. Steam. yeah. Not all that, like, active, of course, but, right. like, I've, I've played this game a lot, and just how little I cared about the story. Yeah, like... And, like, that really didn't hit me until you talked about how much you liked it. I'm like, maybe I should pay attention to it so we have something to talk about. Yeah, like, that's, like, I'm starting to realize, like, over the course of the past couple of years that, like, I'm always engaged on story. Like, story mm-hmm. is always, like, the, the thing I instantly hone in on. And this game has a very much a lack of a story. Like, there's really, just like you were you were saying, like, you don't have to even look at the story to, to get anything out of it. And typically, roguelikes, just because of their nature of being random and every run is totally right. different, yeah. they usually don't have stories. But with this one, like, I really, I thought that it came up very organically for me. Mm-hmm. You know, like situations like i'd play out stuff even in the middle of a a, an engagement with like let's say a pirate ship or something and we're working really good as as a crew together i'm moving my players around really well to take care of you know fires that happen on the ship or oh this system got hit we have to go repair it i was getting really good at moving stuff around so like everybody all of a sudden 
organically without me necessarily assigning them roles unless I'm trying to do like a role play type thing with like, you know, stupid anime characters. Uh, <laughs> but like th- all these characters develop personalities based on like how I'm just randomly assigning them to stuff. And mm-hmm. then I'll start looking at their stats. I'm like, oh, this guy's getting better at you know, fixing stuff. Oh, nah, he's Mr. Fix-It. You know, he's that guy. <laughs> like, he's, like, the mechanic on the ship. So he's mm-hmm. fucking surly or something like, like, you know, something, like, they develop personalities. Maybe it's just because, like, I guess, my, my imagination does that. Like... No, no, I, I think that makes sense. Like, especially, like, um, the different alien races have different advantages and disadvantages. Like, there's, there's like, the, the bug, the bug mm-hmm. aliens that are better at fighting. Like, the big rock ones that have, like, a higher health pool but move slower. The weird... The there's, NG, which are, like, just basically, like, repair everything faster but have a lower health pool. So like, Right. Or there's guys that, like, uh, depending on where you put them in the ship, it, they automatically oh, yeah. gives you power the towards Zul- that. Uh, then. Yeah. Zoltan, yeah. yeah. Those were my favorite. Because if you yeah. get, like, three of those, it's, like, three extra power for your ship, which right. is an invaluable resource. Right, right. But, yeah, basically, like, uh, the, the, different, the different characters do eventually kind of come into their own role, mostly because of one necessity of where they need to be put like when you put somebody in the the weapons room your weapons will recharge and shoot faster shields shields will rebound faster if you have somebody stationed in the room and your crew members kind of like take on that role as they are stationed in that room for a longer and longer period of time and then their stats go higher and higher right right because they because they're getting better at doing it right so i guess in that way they are characterized but i would never say like oh um Buttercup from the Powerpuff Girls got yeah. transported forward in time <laughs> yeah. and is now hanging out with yeah. Boba Fett. Yeah, so like, <laughs> <laughs> but like that's like that's how I think about these games. I put story in where they're all interchangeable pixel art. I know, There's no I s- distinguishing characteristics from one character to another if I, they're the same race. I, so I completely. <laughs> It doesn't matter to me. It does, like you can change like um, skin color and you can, oh, change, you can? <laughs> and you can change sex and you can rename all that. Yeah, I you did do, not know. You can do all that any stuff. Of this. I got I got like super into that. And typically, like I don't get into like customizing characters at all. But like once I got familiar with the system and that like mm-hmm. it really is kind of a storytelling device. I got really into that aspect of it, you know, and like. I still remember my best pilot, that that single pilot that made it to Ooh. like the fifth gadget. Uh, uh, Oni. His name was Oni. Random name that was given to yeah. him. But like he's still at the top of my stat sheet when it comes to like uh, evasion. Mm. Um, and Spike was at the like the head of taking down enemy intruders for the longest time because I role played it because I because I, I, right. I made them do that stuff and I had so much fun while playing it and like going back to the different like elements of the story the quote unquote story are like the the encounters that you have mm-hmm. when you move from node to node like it it brings up you know here's what's happening in this thing whether it's right. you're getting attacked by pirates or you know a scavenger ship or whatever before making a decision i always like thought about my characters like how would they react in this situation oh you got real deep in yeah that. i was like all right so like my pilot is really good and maybe i've characterized to him that like he's a really good guy and he doesn't want to fight um, he doesn't want to fight these slavers because he knows there's innocent people on board. So if they don't give you <laughs> an opportunity to like save those people, he's gonna fly away from that because that's not who that guy is. You know, like oh, I man. got really into that portion. No, of you it. Always, like, like so when the slaver pops up, they'll be like, "Hey, want to buy one of our slaves?" And you can like purchase a new crew member. But 
what you do is you attack them, and then when they're about to die, they'll surrender and be like, "Here, we'll just take one of our crew members and don't kill us." See, I can't. I, I, I like when I would play. <laughs> it's a that... hard and fast numbers game for me. <laughs> yeah, see, what's like, the it's... best way to get to the end? <laughs> and maybe that's why I never ended up beating it. Is because yeah. like because I didn't think about the game in those terms. Like I wasn't trying to outplay the game. I was just trying to have fun with it in okay. this like narrative way. And like there was run 